This is uh, the final installment of, of Jesus Is. And how many people have been receiving something from these messages, getting a greater revelation of who Jesus is? Amen. And I, I'm telling you, that's, that's what builds our faith up when we get a greater revelation of Jesus. So today I want to talk to you about Jesus is the bread of life. And uh, I love that. And in John 6, 35, uh, Jesus is speaking here and he says, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me shall never uh, hunger and he who believes in me shall never thirst. And I love that about, you know, about our walk with God and about Christianity. And Christianity is not just a religion. And uh, it's not just a religion. It's not just rules and regulation. Really, Christianity, true Christianity, is a relationship with Jesus. It's a relationship with God the Father. It's a relationship with the Holy Spirit. That's true Christianity. Amen? And so I, I think sometimes, you know, we get saved and we don't know really what to do next in our salvation. And, and so I want to talk to you about that in Proverbs 29, 18. Uh, we, we need to get a God revelation. Somebody say a revelation. And we need to get, a, you know, more of a God revelation of, of who he is, who we are in him, what we can do in him, and, and, and how we can live our life in him. Amen. And I like Proverbs 29, 18. It says, where there is no vision, the people perish, but he that keeps the law, happy is he. Uh, so, so I, I like that. There's another uh, translation in, in the Amplified, uh, Proverbs 29, 18. says, where there is no vision, no revelation of God and his word, the people are unrestrained, but happy and blessed is he who keeps the law of God. So, so really, this is the key. If we're going to walk this life as a Christian, we have to continue to have a God revelation of who God is. You know, I think about that and I think about people that are in the world and, you know, this church would be filled up if they just had a revelation of how good God is. Oh, you hear what I'm saying to you? You're here today because God has given you a little bit of a revelation of how good he is. Somebody say God is good. And see, what it is, is that you have discovered something. You have discovered, you have tasted a little bit of God and you want more. How many people want more in here? I, I don't just want a little bit of God. I just don't want a little dab of God. I, I, I know that God is good. You know, the Bible says, taste and see that the Lord is good. But I want more than a taste this morning, don't you? I, I just want more of God. How many people want more of God in here? I like what it says in Psalms 1611. It says here, you make known to me the path of life and you will fill me with joy in your presence with eternal pleasures at your right hand. So what he's saying here is, is that when we get a revelation of God, it should make us happy. It should produce some joy in our lives. Yes. Hello, are you listening to what I'm saying today? You know, we, we uh, went out uh, to, uh, we went down to Florida for Yen's uh, brother, her, her brother passed away in a motorcycle accident of age 33, tragic. And um, but the but the thing is that that her family they they're, they're Buddhists, they're not Christians, and that wasn't easy. 
And, uh, you know, uh, in the process, they have a belief system that's not a Christian belief system. And their belief system is, is totally different. And we know that, you know, we know, we know, somebody say, I know, that Christianity is true faith. You know, you don't wonder. And you know, and we're going to go into this, you know that when you receive Christ, you know where you're going. Amen. Amen. I like that. I like to know. How many people like to know? But you know, in most religions, and I was sort of interviewing because I'm, I'm trying to get God to some of the people over there. In, in most religions, uh, other, all other religions besides Christianity, uh, they're all based on a works system, and hopefully you make it to heaven. Hopefully if you do enough works and you, you get on your knees and you climb upstairs and you do all the, all the, the, the uh, rituals of that religion, hopefully, but there's no guarantees. Amen. You know, they were praying for, their, uh, for, for long and they believe that they can pray them into heaven and if they don't make it into heaven, maybe they'd be reincarnated into an animal. Think about that. I don't, you know, I, I, you know, it's amazing. You know, I'm just so glad God drew me in and God revealed to me truth about who he is. And what it's all based on, these religions are based on traditions of man. And, you know, I asked, I was asking one, I said, Kent, is there any guarantee to heaven? And, and, and one person said to me in her family, she says, no, in the Buddhist faith, there's no guarantee to heaven. And, I, and she says, I don't think any religion guarantees heaven. I said, I don't think you've checked it all out. <laughs> you, haven't, you haven't searched it out. You haven't searched out the truth. You know, you gotta, you know God wants us seeking him. He wants us searching him out. And I have sought, he sought me, but now I seek him. And we need to seek him. Thank God that we have a guarantee. So I'm, I'm talking to you about the will of God for our life. And, and I like what it says in John 10, 10. It says the thief does not come except to steal, kill, and to destroy. But I come that you may have life and have it, what, more abundantly. So, so God wants us, so what is God's will for our life? And, and what, what is he, what's his will for our life? His will is for us to walk in abundance in every area of our lives. Thank God. Thank God, it's, thank God when Jesus paid the price, it wasn't just for my soul to get to heaven. Thank God there's more. Somebody say there's more. And I love that. And what it says that, you know, eternal life really, you know, the, the, the key is, is that Jesus has given us eternal life. And that's, and that's a guarantee, a home in heaven and a guarantee, a, lot, a new life in God. A guarantee. I guarantee it. Amen. Jesus guaranteed it when he preached. He guaranteed heaven when you believe on him. Think about that. And we got to get a revelation of this because have you ever walked in your Christian faith and wondered if you were a Christian? Has anybody ever thought, oh, am I, you know, you, you failed, you sinned, you fell back, and sometimes you question yourself, am I saved? 
You know, there's many people that go to church and they don't, they don't have a revelation of the saving power of Jesus. And we got to get a revelation of the saving power of Jesus. And when, when we receive him, he saves us. You know, I talk to people a lot and I'm always interviewing people and asking people because I'm, I, I like to witness and I like to find out where people are coming from. You know, when they were praying all these prayers and chanting, one thing that I, I was so um, blessed by Yin's faith, she said she would not participate with the family in doing those things. She stood. See, your faith is going to be tried. And she could not, you know, in good conscience, do these chants and all that because why? She knows the truth. And if she's going to get them saved, she's going to have to stand on her faith. And I'm going to say this, your faith is going to be challenged. And the enemy's going to challenge your faith. And the enemy may say to you at times, are you sure you're saved? Then that's a, that's a guarantee that you are. <laughs> Especially if you're trying to walk with God. How many people are trying to walk with God? How many people are trying to walk out their faith? So I love what it says in John 3, 16. It says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. I was talking to uh, uh, one of Yin's uh, relatives, and, and she, and really one of her relatives lives in, her brother, she, she has, um, uh, you know, three brothers, one that just passed away, and, and one sister, and, uh, and, and that one brother lives in, in, in uh, Chicago, and he's attending a church, praise God. And his girlfriend's attending a church. And I'm, I'm talking to the girlfriend. And I don't know. She's a new believer. But I asked her if she's ever heard of John 3, 16. And she said no. I'm thinking, that's a foundational scripture of, of being a Christian. John 3. I know I preach a lot of elementary here. And, and, but I, want, I don't want you guys to forget it. I want you to stand on, hey, John 3, 16. How do you know you're saved? John 3, 16. What do you mean by that? John, for God so loved the world. For God so loved me that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in Jesus shall have, not might, not maybe, shall have eternal life. So as a Christian, you shouldn't be saying, I hope I make it to heaven. I hope you're not in that. No, no, you're going to make it because you're believing on the Lord Jesus Christ. And he's the author. You may be stumbling. You may be faltering. You may, you may be weak in some areas. But God is the author and the finisher of your faith. Somebody say amen in here. Glory to God. I'm preaching myself happy. Amen. John. <laughs> John 14, 2. I love this because, because in John 14, 2, it says this. Jesus was talking to his disciples and he's talking to us. He says, in my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, uh, I will come again and receive you to myself. That where I am, that you may be also. I like that. Because, you know, he's, he's saying, you know, there, that he is preparing a place for us. Somebody say, I have a guarantee. And see, that's good news. I'm glad that my faith is not nebulous. 
What do I mean by that? It, it, that, that you, you have something that you can sink your teeth in. It's not a might. It's not a maybe. It's not a hope so faith. It's a for sure faith that we walk in. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? I like what it says in, in 1 Peter 1, 3 and 4. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Remember last week I talked about that really the pinnacle of our faith is that Jesus is raised from the dead. And see, Peter is saying here, through a living hope for the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled and does not fade away. Woo! I love that. Hallelujah. You hear me? And reserve in heaven for you. I'm sorry, somebody needs to get happy in here today. Because we don't have just a, 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 a nebulous faith. We have a for sure knowing. Somebody say a for sure knowing. Glory to God. Amen. God is so good. I like what it says in 1 John 5, 11. I remember I was witnessing one day. And uh, I, we, after we were done witnessing, we had some of the church people out. And we went, to, we went into Starbucks and this guy started debating me. And he was sitting at the table and, he, and he, he was from some church. I don't know what church he was from, but he says, how do you know that you're saved? How do you know what you're doing is right? You know, he, he, you know, he was like, you know, the, the devil, what the, how the devil operates, he likes to ask questions. How do you know that this church is right? How do you, are you hear what I'm saying today? He, he, he likes to get you to question things. You know, did God say that if you eat the fruit that you did God say, you know, no, you surely won't die. Then, then the devil will, will straight out lie. But I like what it says in 1 John 5, 11 and 13. It says, and this is the testimony that God has given us eternal life. And this life is in his son. He who has a son has life. He who does not have the son of, of, of God does not have life. These things I've written to you who believed in the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal, that you may know. John is saying that you may know that you have eternal life and that you may continue. I love that part because, you know, you have to continue. Somebody say continue. We have to continue to believe. Somebody say continue to believe. Amen. You know, that's the reason, you know, if you, you want your faith to go higher, you've got to get a revelation of who you are in Christ, what God has done for you, you know, through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. And you have to get a revelation of what you have in Christ and what you can do in Christ. You've got to get that revelation. I, I like the, the number two uh, blessing of salvation is that God promises us healing. I love that. Spirit, you know, Jesus took care of spirit, soul, and body on the cross. And see, part, part some, uh, some Bible uh, believers, some, some uh, traditional Christians uh, don't totally believe that Jesus still heals today. But I believe he, he does. And we just, and you got to believe that. You know, the Bible says this, that believers can lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. That's part of our commission, but you got to believe. Amen. Somebody say believe. believe. 
We have to believe that that's what the Word of God says, so I believe it. You have to believe. I believe it from, from the book of Genesis all the, way book to, uh, all the way to the book of Revelation. I even believe the maps in this Bible. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? You have to believe. Amen. And so we see here, uh, when uh, we see here healed bodies, Matthew 8, 16 and 17 says this way. When evening has come, they brought to him, talking about Jesus, many who were demon possessed. And he cast out the spirits with a word and healed all who were sick, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying he himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. I love that. First Peter, uh, Peter says this way, who himself bore our sins on his body on the tree that we having died to sins might live for righteousness by whose stripes you were healed. So I call this, what I'm going over a little bit this morning is the threefold blessing of salvation. And the threefold blessing of salvation, number one is eternal life. Number two is healing. Jesus bought and paid for our healing. And that's good news today because we don't have to just rely on medical, on the medical practice, on the medical doctors. Thank God that we can stand and believe that Jesus paid the price for our healing. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? We got, we got to believe that. And then number three, the threefold blessing of salvation is, is, is prosperity. In other words, you know, I, where, where are you getting this, Pastor? I'm getting this from Galatians 3.13. And what does Galatians 3.13 says? It says that Christ has redeemed us from what? The curse of the law. For Jesus was made a curse for us on the tree. See, Jesus became a curse on the tree. He took the curse on his body. Why? So that we could have the blessing. Well, that's awesome. I mean, I mean, there's nothing that compares to Christianity. There's no religion out there that has a redemptive plan like Christianity. Uh, there's nothing compares to it. I, I don't know why anybody would want to move over to another religion and, and leave Christianity. It doesn't make sense if you realize how good it is to be saved. Are you listening? I'm not going anywhere. I'm staying with the Lord. Amen. And so it says in 2 Corinthians 8, 9, it says, For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that through, though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that you through his poverty might become rich. So, so, so what is he saying here? He's saying here that Jesus, not, he, he was stripped uh, and he was put on the cross. And he became poor willingly so that we could have riches, not just, just, not just monetary wealth, which is good. It, we, have the, we have an inheritance. We have heaven, glory to God. But see, God doesn't want, uh, he doesn't want the curse of poverty. We're not supposed to be walking under any curse of poverty or any curse of lack or any curse of debt. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? In other words, God wants us free. He wants us free from, from debt and lack and all that. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And so he has provided a way for that glory to God. I love what it says in 3 John 1, 2. Uh, well, let's go with Proverbs 10, 22. It says, the blessings the Lord makes one rich 
and he adds no sorrow with it. What does that mean? Well, that, in Proverbs it says that as we serve God, as we honor God, the Bible says that God will bless us. Amen. And we see that, that it says in 3 John 1, 2, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things. I love that. Prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. So I love that. So, so, so John is actually saying, he, he's pronouncing a blessing that we prosper in all things. Amen. So we see this, that, that, that this is, uh, you know, uh, we can see in the scriptures where Jesus actually demonstrated. Do you know Jesus, when he was down here on, these, on the earth, and he was revealing himself as the bread of life, which we will never hunger, and that we will never thirst. And he, he revealed himself, and he revealed himself through doing different things, uh, in his ministry. And when you study it out, he did miracles of prosperity in his ministry. See, he came down here, and, and the first miracle that he did was he turned water into wine. That was, that was a miracle that he did, and that was a miracle of provision. Somebody say, the Lord is my shepherd, and I shall not lack. So, so Jesus did miracles of provision. Amen. I like when, 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 when Peter, uh, when Jesus walked up to Peter's boat and, and Jesus asked, uh, actually went into the boat, didn't even really ask Peter if he could use it. And he just told Peter to launch it out. That's pretty bold. Jesus was bold. And then Jesus started preaching. And then Jesus, after he was done preaching, he told Peter to, to launch his boat out and to throw his nets out and to get a haul. Think about this. And, and, so, and so, so Peter, you know, said he fished all night. And see, that's what, what I'm talking about. When, when it says that the blessings of the Lord makes rich and he has no sorrow with it, that word sorrow actually means toil. In other words, it, it's, it's always working and never getting ahead. And so, and so here, Peter toiled all night, and then, then Jesus said, cast your nets over, and he did. And the, and the Bible says that, that he received so much fish that he had to call other boats over. And it actually said that the, that the fish uh, in Luke uh, 6 and 7, it says when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish, and their net was breaking so that they signaled to their partners in the other boats to come, help them, and they came and filled both the boats so that they began to sink. Think about that. So what am I saying to you today? I'm saying that God is not just a just enough God. He's a more than enough God. Why does, he want, why does he want to bless us more than enough? So that we can be a blessing to others. In other words, he wants to bless us so that we can bless other people. Amen. So that we can be a blessing. That's what he said to Abraham, the Abrahamic blessing. He said, I will make your name great. I will bless you so that you can be a blessing. Amen. And so really, I love that about our salvation. It's because we, look at your name and say, you got something to do. Got something to do. We, we have something yeah. 
to do. Amen. I, I, I like that, praise God. So we got to get a revelation of, of, of Jesus' power to, to prosper us. I like, I like his healing miracles. Not only did Jesus do uh, miracles of provision, you know, he also multiplied the, the fish and the loaves and fed 5,000 people and he had 12, uh, 12 baskets left over. He's more than a God. Uh, more than enough God. Amen? And so we got to get a revelation on that. Number two, uh, Jesus demonstrated the threefold blessing of salvation by, by doing miracles of healing. And we, we see that in Acts 10, 38, where it says, God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit with power, and he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. So we see that, number three, we see that, that Jesus demonstrated uh, uh, the, the giving people eternal life when he walked on this earth. And he did that when, when the lady came to him, and there was a lady that was a sinner. He, Jesus was invited to a Pharisee's house, and this lady was a sinner, and she was a prostitute. And uh, she came in, and she put some oil on Jesus' feet. She, she, she cried and wiped his feet with, with her, her tears and her hair, and, and she was a sinner. And, and this is interesting what Jesus said. Jesus says this to her, Therefore I say to you, her sins, which are many, are forgiven, for she loved much, but to whom uh, little is forgiven, the same loves little. Then he says to her, your sins are forgiven, and those who sat at the table with him begin to say to themselves, who is this who can forgive sins? Then he said to the woman, your faith has saved you, go in peace. So what did Jesus do? Jesus actually gave people eternal life when he was walking down here on this earth, fulfilling his ministry. Amen. Remember when Jesus was on the cross and it was interesting to me, he was on the cross. He was between two thieves and he was between two thieves. And one of the thieves said, if you are the son of God, why don't you get us out of here? Think about that. Well, he, but he was basically challenging the, who Jesus was. The other thief says, said, rebuke that thief and said, don't you fear God? And so, they, so he had a revelation of, 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 of God. He said, don't you fear God? This, this is the key to walking in salvation. You've got to get a revelation, a reverential fear of God. In other words, people that don't have God in their life, people that don't, they don't have a, revel, they don't have a reverential fear of God. In other words, they don't, they, can't, they don't have an understanding that there is a judgment day. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? And that there will be a judgment day. What's interesting about a lot, a lot of times about unbelievers and, and you know, experiences in family, it seems like hell doesn't come up in, too much. And most unbelievers, they don't think about hell or they don't even think they're going. Do you know that? That's why they can sleep at night. <laughs> Have you ever thought about How can unbelievers seem so happy, laid back, and not... Because they don't have a revelation that, that Jesus is going to judge the world. But we have a revelation, don't we? That's why we're here today, amen. We have a revelation that Jesus will judge the world. And I love this, he was there. And, and the thief, you know, had a revelation. Don't you fear God? And then, then he had a revelation that Jesus must have been the true Messiah. Because he said to Jesus, he said, remember me when you get into your kingdom. 
In other words, he must have put his faith and trust on the cross in Jesus on who he was. Because Jesus looked bad up there with him. Jesus looked like one of the sinners. But he, he saw beyond the, 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 the more look of Jesus. He saw beyond where Jesus was. He had a revelation that Jesus was the Lamb of God. Amen. Maybe he heard Jesus preached. Maybe before he got arrested and ended up on the cross, maybe he walked with Jesus and then he messed up. I don't know, but he had a revelation. And so what did Jesus say? Jesus said, today... He said, he said to Jesus, remember me when you get into the kingdom. And Jesus said, today you will be with me in paradise. Tune in next week for the completion of this message. We would like to invite you to join us Sunday morning at 4136 Holland Road, Virginia Beach, Virginia. Service starts at 1030 a.m. Nurseries and Children's Church provided. This broadcast is made possible by the Congregation of Exceed Life Church. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org.